All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. Also, join our subtext community. We don't break news a lot on this channel as we are commentary and perspectives mostly, but whenever we get something, that's where we're going to share it to. So it might be pretty good, and if nothing else, you can look at it like a tip for all this content you're receiving. So we'd appreciate it very much. All right. In this week's segment of What You Talking About, Willis, we are talking about the changing media landscape surrounding college athletics. And this is coming on the heels of Disney about to lay off a ton of people. ESPN, the worldwide leader, the one network that you thought would be absolutely safe and immune to all of this, they're going to drop off considerably. And it's not because of really anything happening as a whole. It's because of cord cutting becoming prominent, becoming prevalent. And what once was a major rights thing, all of a sudden you're getting less and less money for it. So what was once $50 million coming in might now be $10 million coming in. And I know that sounds like a ton of money, but in the grand scheme of things, that means you can do less stuff. And that means rights are going to have to come down as well. That's one of the reasons I think that the college football rights are at their apex at the moment. And they're only going to go down from here. Now, when you look at the landscape outside of ESPN, just to prove it's not an anomaly, Bally Sports, which is owned by like Diamond Sports Group that does the regional sports networks, they've applied for bankruptcy. They've made their payments this year, but they think that MLB is going to basically reacquire the rights and put that out through their MLB.tv package. But the regional networks are in trouble. Newspapers, they've been dead essentially for 20 years. They're still around. They still do some stuff, but they not, they're not what they were, even though they kind of get treated like they were. They're not what they were. So that is kind of what the traditional media, the position we are at right now. Now, around 2000, team sites started popping up from places like you know, Yahoo, 24-7, now on three. ESPN tried to do team sites, but it didn't last. So they decided to put college fandom behind a paywall, which was incredibly smart. It was a way to make money. It was kind of a way that ESPN has made on, off of those rights fees. It's a way for them to do it at a micro level. I mean, it's honestly pretty smart. Shannon Terry deserves a ton of credit. And the reason I say that is Shannon Terry started Rivals. He started 24-7, and now he started on three. There's one person resp responsible for the team sites industry in college athletics. But here's the issue that they're going to run into shortly. And I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you this in just a second. NIL has now become a prevalent thing to where they are directly competing with the ability to be successful for your team. Whichever team you're proud of, would you rather join a message board for $10 a month or would you take that $10 a month and send to an NIL site and use their message board? That becomes the legit question. And eventually they're going to compete each, with each other and take money and take money and take money until eventually those team sites are going to struggle. 
So that leaves us with a very severely fragmented media, period. It's, it's, there's no real way around that. And two sites like the Rebel Walk, like the Grove Report, completely free media. They're not going anywhere. They are going to continue to be um, fantastic avenues for following your sport. The Locked On Network that you see right here, completely free, perfect avenue for following your sport. So if you wanted to take that money that you were investing in a team, team site and send it to the NIL market and do that, you would still be able to follow your team. That's the reason I think this model is the future of media around the college athletic sphere. It is really hard to get your head around it, but it's absolutely true. It, we have become so fragmented to where no matter what you're interested in, you can go and find that little rabbit hole on YouTube and go there and spend hours watching nothing but videos about, I don't know, 1923 or 1883 or the Yellowstone universe versus the home. Whatever you're interested in that day, you can do that. And you could that was something that was started in the entertainment world, but it didn't really affect the sports world. Now this group to where money is kind of drying up at the national level, money is going to get taken away from teams at a on team sites at a local level and be contributed to the NIL fund. You still need a way to find out what's going on with your local team. It's not even about insiders anymore. I mean, heck, I'm in Central Florida. I'm not an insider. I'll never be an insider. I don't want to be an insider. I didn't do this to get famous to people I will never see in my entire life. I did this because it needed to get done, honestly. And there was a dearth of... I don't know. There was a void. I don't know the right word. But basically, it became an echo chamber around... Ole Miss football. So you started notice when when somebody was wrong, all of a sudden 17 people were wrong, which means they were getting their information from one source. There wasn't a split opinion of what was going on. It was basically one message coming out. I'm not saying that Ole Miss was messaging it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, like I talked with John yesterday, whenever you have a small group of people covering Ole Miss athletics, they talk to each other. They influence each other's opinion. So if your running back room might be problematic and you told somebody your running back room might be problematic, it's not going to be long where all three, because that's really what it was at one time, sources say the running back room is problematic. But is the running back room problematic or just one opinion say it was? That is the reason we're doing this. I wanted as many perspectives as possible. You know, scrimmage, we had... Dalen Flowers and John Gillespie talk about exactly what they saw, completely separate of each other and in no way available to influence each other's opinion. I think that's the right way to get to the right answer. Still read all of their stuff. That's, I mean, that's fine. You need as many perspectives as possible. So I just went down a rabbit hole a little bit there, but it is what it is. With the national media landscape, landscape being what it is, and the next TV contract being due, that's not going to be not going to be as much as it is right now. With streaming services about to get weird, 
understand that as well. They're, they're about to get weird. With newspapers being completely irrelevant, with team sites kind of being at a point where they can't raise prices because they will just immediately lose customers and they might start draining customers to begin with because of NIL. The question becomes, how do you find the information that you enjoy finding? Yeah, that's, that's what it becomes. How do you find information that you used to have fun finding? And that's where the Locked On Network comes in. All of the pro teams and college teams, you can check them out on, at LockedOnPodcast.com. You know, the Grove Report, content partnership with those guys. They do a fantastic job. John comes on my show. I release the podcast on their website every day. Um, all of that for free as well. Uh, the Rebel Walk, they do a fantastic job as well. I know Evie. I know um, a lot of the people that are over there. And this is the future. Now, what I would recommend doing, even if you are a ride-or-die subscriber to one of the sites, which, again, I have no problem with. I don't view anybody as competition, period. So do whatever you want to do. But I would recommend that you start at least following one of these free sites as well because that'll make what I think is going to happen in the next five years or so a little bit easier to take. The content is going to be there. You're going to be able to easily transition to following the sports the way you want to follow them. Because I genuinely think that we are about to see the college athletics bur bubble burst. It's too much money, and it's not showing up in other sectors of the um, broadcasting economy. And I get that live sports makes money, but it only makes so much. And like Ole Miss football was back 20 years ago, to where football was paying all the bills for all the other sports. Basically, that just means that you're kind of overextended. So we'll see exactly what these industries like Disney, ESPN, Fox, Bally Sports, those guys, how they come out of this. Because I do think in the next couple of years, we are going to genuinely see what happens. Also, I think this is dictating expansion. But if the money is going to dry up, that's the reason it was such a rush to get this done. I think the ACC might be a little bit safe because I think the money is going to start to dry up. And you're going to kind of see everybody settle into where they are. And the SEC will be 16 teams. The Big Ten will be, what, 16 teams as well. They kind of got in before the gun. But I think the Big 12, the Pac-12, the ACC, all of them will be safe because the money is just about to dry up. And what you can see is the, the Pac-12 rights, whenever they were trying to do this, that kind of accentuates what's going on. People like to make fun of what happened to the Pac-12 as far as their rights agreement um, and say it's because they lost USC and UCLA. That's not entirely the case. There's still some pretty big markets in that conference and nobody gave them near what was expected of a Power Five conference. I think that money's about to dry up. I think that bubble's about to burst. 
I think coaches' salaries are about to come down. I think more money is start to get invested by, into NIL groups once they start competing with schools about them. And college football is going to continue to change over the next 10 years until they hit that equilibrium. They're trying to put the toothpaste back in the tube. They're, they're trying to do that. But you can't do that. And I know I've gotten on my soapbox, but media is about to completely change in college athletics. And it's simply because the money that used to be a part of it is no longer there. We're such a fragmented society, and I don't mean that politically. I mean, it's just... For instance, back in the day, back in 1955, when you had CBS, ABC, and NBC, the pie was fragmented, and was, everybody got 33% that they could pull from. Now you're probably lucky to have 1% of that pie, a half a percent of that pie. You're, it's talk about maximizing margin, margins. It's all relative. What is a big audience now, what they will have a parade with now, if it was 1955, there would be people jumping off buildings because it was so low rated and they were expecting so much more. It's all changing. Everything's going to be different. And a lot of it happens to be this medium. YouTube is going to be a big medium moving forward for sports. Independent podcasters, video production people. It's going to be a major, major thing. People can talk about fear of change and whatever they want to do, and they can laugh at me over and over about this, but this is, this is a hill I will die on. There's too many things happening right now for this not to be the case. It just kind of is what it is. Anyway, that was my soapbox, kind of. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you can hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, thank you for watching. I get to go pick my wife up from the airport this afternoon. That's going to be pretty fantastic. She's coming back into town. I missed her dearly. Um, so I'm glad she is coming home finally. And my mother's coming in this weekend. So we've got a bunch of stuff happening over the next few days. So kind of bear with us a little bit. Um we got Pratt Rogers going to be on the show tonight or tomorrow, and we'll see as this weekend go. This week goes along uh, with who we bring in because you know we're get, we got to do our perspectives right. That's that's what we're all about. Anyway, till then, we'll see you tomorrow. Take care.